and welcome to Olivia Mind. My name is Noel Fogelman. When I started this podcast over five years ago, I had a list of artists who I haven't heard from in a while and I wanted to reach out to them and catch up to see what they've been up to for all these years. Leanne Droney was top 10 on my list. She's a very talented singer-songwriter. She released two albums in the 90s, the first one being Veiled, 1996, featured the smash hit, It's Alright, It's Okay. Song still holds up to this day, it's fantastic. Alchemy followed two years later with the single Sunny Day. Then that was it. So we kind of talk about where she went after those two albums. She released her third album, Avalanche, in 2009. It's a great album, probably her best. But we talk about what she's been up to these days, a lot of projects in the works, and she's a very proud mother of two boys who, one of them does a lot of writing, the other one writes as well, but released an EP, Jaden. So we talk about him as well. I really enjoyed my conversation with Leah, and I hope you do as well. So Leah, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here today. Yeah. So before we kind of talk about you and you know, your career and stuff, I'm sure you want to talk about this more than you want to talk about yourself. Your son, Jaden, very talented musician, released his first EP, and I absolutely love it. It's on all the streaming sites. Go listen. It's fantastic. Um, how was this something that he always wanted to get involved in? Did you kind of push him? Did like How did this whole thing work out? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and of course I'd rather talk about him than myself. Right, of course. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know, you're a parent, but of course. Yeah, he so I started both of my younger boys in um piano at five. So did I want them to necessarily go into music as a profession? That was not the goal, but right. have something where they could emote if they're mad at me, they can go bang on the piano yeah. or not, you know, whatever they needed it for. Um, and I think I used the instruments as a way to emote and I wanted them to have that. Right. Um, <clears throat> I would not say Jaden um, really ever focused on a career in music. Um, he took guitar lessons for fun. He took piano lessons. And then all of a sudden he just started writing on the piano and composing things and um, kind of almost like modern classical strange pieces that, I mean, very cool. Um, and then he started writing songs and it just kind of happened. I, he might disagree with me, but I, I think he really got very serious about five years ago, maybe three to five years ago, um, producing and writing for instruments. He's literally never picked up, you know? So, yeah. Right. I mean, now like, I don't know, like age us, but we're kind of similar age, uh, just like how the, the music industry has changed since when you first started where you had to search for a record deal, this and that he doesn't have to, he can just like, I'm sure he did put his music on, online on the streaming sites on youtube and kind of gain momentum there how i mean do you kind of wish you had that when you were starting out as well that's wow that's cool um i guess there are well there's so much about my experience with rca that i love like that right. I, i'm really really grateful for um and then yes the freedom that Jaden experiences on a day-to-day -day, it's like you know, a couple of weeks ago, he made a snippet of a video and he said, yeah, we're going to go back in and finish it. And then school got kind of um, heavy for him. And he's like, right. eh, it's OK. I'll do that for the next single. You know, that freedom yeah. was so nice. And I did not have that. Right. Very structured. It was like you're performing at this time. You're doing yeah. more show and then this and, you know, in store and a performance at night, you know. Right. It's funny because I speak to a lot of artists who like had like, you know, record deals and now they're on their own independent and they do so much more work on their own, whether they're, they're on their, their own promotions, they have to work their own like merchandise and stuff like that for very little return now. And I guess that's just the nature of how the record company has become, but they love it because they have more freedom. They're not like, you know, on the pressure of all the record, you know, labels, you know, breathing down their neck, they can go at their own pace and 
do what they want to do. Right. Yeah. The way that Jaden speaks of this EP um, backstep, I, it's very interesting because he wanted this, he wanted, you know, a full story, like a sonically yeah. a story. Right. There's no way, or there are very few labels who will allow you to yeah. have a musical interlude at the beginning and the end of right. a of an EP, yeah. you know. Um, so that was really beautiful to watch. Just he's feeling what yeah. he's feeling and he put it down, you know. Yeah. Does he have any plans to keep on working another one or a full length? Or like a full length album is kind of like gone now. I mean, yeah. you can just release a single or an EP as you go. I mean, what's the point of releasing a full album anymore? Yeah, I mean, he's just like, yeah, I'll drop another single at this point in time. And I'm writing with this artist and, yeah. I'm, you know, playing on this guy's record. And right. he just takes it as it comes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to, to taking the time. Yeah. Does he come to you, like, asking for advice? Or how does that, are you try to, like, ask him? Or you kind of stay away until he comes to you? No, he really doesn't come to me for advice. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's so funny, you know, just no. Um, he asked me to come in and listen after he's put everything down. Right. And I can't wait for that. Like, yeah. I just. Um, and I mean, if, if I hear something sonically, you know, do you want some unsolicited advice? I might throw it out. He'll yeah. Be like, Sure. It doesn't mean it'll change it, but or of course it's so different, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm definitely his biggest fan. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's great. Like I said, everybody, check it out. Backstep. It's on the streaming site. It's really good. And if you like uh, Leah's music, you'll like Jaden's music. So, uh, I, I want to ask you this kind of delicately, as being a huge fan of yours, and I don't want you to get offended, but why weren't you more successful? Because your your first two albums, I mean, I love Avalanche too, but we'll get to that, were really good. And that was kind of at the age and the dawn of like the singer-songwriter, the woman, like the Lilith Fair movement. And you were right in there and you were really good. Those albums were different. Your voice is very different from the rest of them. But how come you weren't bigger? Um, That's a good question. I think I kind of backed out. Okay. Really. Um, I think I wanted to slow down a bit and I I knew that I wanted to have kids. Right. Um, and I wanted to stay in the music business and did, um, right. you know, that I continue to write for all sorts of projects day-to-day yeah. -day basis, but I don't know that I loved the, the grind of okay. like, on a plane every day yeah. or every other day and right uh, yeah i found a place in music that's maybe a little more calm for me okay no, yeah. that's that's fair no, i wasn't sure because i didn't know like what if you backed out yourself kind of went a different path because you always hear people oh they're not successful anymore that's mean you're not hearing what they're doing they're doing something behind the scenes or whatever so it's just it's, it's good to know you know the, the update of no, what's it's a great going on Probably yeah. more back behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So how did you get discovered by, by RCA? Um, so Skip Miller, um, who is 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 now deceased, hmm. um he was I so I intentionally got a, a a job at Danny's Hollywood Diner. Okay. Um, because it was across the street from AM Records. And so all the executives would come over to Danny's for, for breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Um, I heard Skip Miller at a table saying that he was looking for some, someone to sign. He'd been to some open mics lately. He, he mainly focused on R&B acts. Um, and I decided to go drive home, leave the job. I drove to my apartment. I got a cassette tape that was a demo. Right. And I dropped it off on his table. I said, you know, if you're interested, I'm an artist. And um, here are some songs, you know. And he said, thanks. You know, that's great. It's very, very gracious. 
He left the restaurant, went outside into the parking lot, and I called my mom. And I got down below the counter. And I'm like, okay, I gave him the, the demo. He's listening now. And I, he literally put his head back on the on the headrest. headrest yeah. And listened. And then started his car and drove away. And I said, oh, he drove away. She's like, yeah, there'll be others. You know, no big deal. Yeah. Well, the next morning, I'm on my way to work. And I was late. And I accidentally cut someone off on the way to <laughs> Right. And I get inside, we're setting up, we haven't opened yet. Um, the restaurant just opens and one of the waiters comes over and says, there's a woman waiting on table three. Um, she wants to talk to you. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. cut her off. <laughs> she mad? You right. know? Anyway, I go to the table, he goes with me, support system. Yeah. And she said, hello, you know, my name's Angela Bib Sanders. I'm from RCA. And um, Skip Miller sent me. I wanted to talk to you about your music. Oh, wow. I was wondering if you could take the day off. I'm yeah. like, I'll quit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's how it started. Yeah. Um, and then Skip left RCA. And Dave Novick came okay. into RCA. And... Um, my brother, who is also in the industry, um, kind of managed me, you right. know, helped me with that transition because often a new AR guy comes in, those artists are dropped. Okay. Right. Um, so that was our fear. And um, David, my brother, um, wrote Dave Novick and said, please, we're begging you, fly out to LA, I'll set up a show, come see her. You know, give her a chance. Yeah. He did that. And he came to hear me sing. Um, in the middle of that performance, I was up on a raised stage. The cord dropped yeah. out of my microphone. Oh. Off of the stage. Yeah. Kept singing, jumped down, grabbed the cord, put it back in, jumped back up, <laughs> finished. Yeah. Um, and afterward he just said, Wow, you know. You're lucky that cord fell out. That was impressive. Right. <laughs> and and he and he, I stayed on with Dave yeah. for years, oh, and very close, very close with him. So he really shepherded the like, right. a lot of what I did. Yeah, that's great. How many songs on that um that audition tape made it to the, your album, the first album? None. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, one, I think I, I, I think I wrote one on there, and the rest were just yeah. me covers. Okay, yeah. How how much like freedom did you have from the record company on that first album, if any? A lot. Um, okay. <clears throat> I'd say the one, the one. Sometimes regret, and I'm not sure if if I should have this but is that we, we released demos because um, it's right. It's okay. Leaked. Okay. And it started getting play in different um, cities. And once that happened, it was like, let's not, you know, it's, it's not broken. Yeah, right. So we just put it out and we kind of um, embellished a bit, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Now I'm actually about a couple songs from the album. Uh, we'll start off. It's it's right. It's okay. Everyone probably knows that song.
passion, her wounds never bleed. Her beauty lives in my eyes. Too bad she can't see. She doesn't try. I watch her spirits die. But giving up a ghost, so it feels so good. A voyeur with wings, flashes so cure. She knows forbidden things. from the album especially are, are these like songs that you're drawn from personal experiences is that how you normally write some of them are, are from my own experiences and much of what I write um I've, I'm watching and I'm watching people's experiences and right. um feeling them yeah and maybe putting myself in their place okay. stay veiled is a lot more of my experience than probably alchemy. Okay. And alchemy, I was really kind of a voyeur watching everybody's and yeah. Um, and that that was that's they're both really great places to write from for me. Um, but yeah, veiled was a lot of my experience. Okay, because yeah, it's a, definitely a darker album than alchemy. Is. Yeah, and I, I, I was going through some stuff during that time, so I kind of drew to that album uh, a lot. So that that was that was good. So it's always good to have music. You kind of you know draw draw into it and kind of like is a support you know yeah. system. Whether you write a song and it's supposed to be attended one way, the fans take it a different way. As long as they take they show some emotion to it, you know, right. it's all that matters. I think, yeah. Yeah, I have um, songs like that that just kind of got me through or yeah. help me understand something I've I'm I was feeling or am feeling. Um, I mean, it's definitely therapy, right? Music. Yeah, absolutely. So, ha happy birthday! Was that something that was taken from your experience too? And happy birthday to you. <laughs>
It's funny, I'm going through the lyric right now in my yeah. mind. Right. Uh, well, I know it started from, I believe it started from, I was reading a book called Necessary Losses. And, and it's so beautiful. Um, but the first loss that the author talks about is the loss of your mother's womb. And that's really the first mm. loss we experience. Um, and the cutting of that tie. Right. And um, being the umbilical cord, obviously. Um, and then, like, I think another loss is, like, you're an eyelash and you see it sitting there and it's like, that's mine, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, so I started the song with that book in mind, I believe. Okay. Um, and just the, the changes that you go through as you age and the, the loss and the strife you feel with a parent and then the connection you feel again and, you know, finding that foundation and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true, you know, both of us having kids, it's like, it's a, it's a balance of, of how you deal with them and different like relationships, you know, at one point you want to be their friend, but then how does it, you know, when you want to be the parent, the friend kind of conflict comes and they don't, they don't understand how, which one to react to. And it's, it's difficult at times. It's so difficult. And yeah. really, and I think at that time, um, I was incredibly close to my mom and dad. And I, they're just my best friends. Like I, right. I'd go to clubs with them. <laughs> they, I mean, they were just wonderful. Yeah. And I think that it was really difficult to imagine leaving San Diego and coming to Los Angeles, which I'd already right. done. Like yeah. just breaking that tie, so to speak, breaking, um, it was really difficult yeah. for me. Yeah. Right. And yeah. touring for as long as I did. And I'm kind of a homebody. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, being a homebody, it must have been difficult. Like touring prevailed, right? Going all over the world for as long as you did. I'm sure it had to be like nerve wracking. It was, but it was yeah. also incredibly awesome. Right. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was a roller coaster ride and, and nonstop, just nonstop. Yeah. Interviews, photo shoots, um, yeah. touring, traveling, you know? Yeah. yeah. Was there one like, like country or city that you absolutely fell in love with while doing the tour? Um, well, I spent a lot of time in New York which I yeah. absolutely adore. Right. I loved Portugal. Okay. And I toured a lot of France. Um, so, you know, kind of the, I, really all of France would be a favorite for me. I love the people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And I, I had a lot of fun in New York because um, I sang the Jingle Ball um, yeah. very Right. My, very very i was really i was, I, I was there 1996 oh, cool. yeah yeah i was there my okay, first and last one <laughs> oh, was it okay yeah it's like never do that again but yeah I mean, nothing you but just like the music you know now it's just not what i listen to so yeah. but but then it was so I, yeah i remember being you know my manager bringing me up on stage and saying okay yeah. you're gonna hear yourself in these monitors right spend some time i mean that's how new i was to, to <laughs> yeah song on many a stage but nothing like that like that yeah madison square gardens no of course yeah was that still like the largest i mean because i knew you did uh, little affair but at that time that had to be the largest like crowd you performed yeah. yeah largest yeah and i flew my parents out for that and i have this amazing memory of um tracy chapman's up on stage and she's just like perfect yeah. everything she does. Yeah. And I look out into like, you know, what would have been like, I don't know, just the front of the stage. I was, I don't mean that, the front of the audience. I was going to say the um, mosh pit, but it was not right. a mosh pit. No, no, no. <laughs> and my mom and dad were slow dancing oh. just to Tracy. And you yeah. could see looking down and smiling. And yeah, so that was probably my favorite show. Well, yeah. In one of my favorite cities. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah, I kind of wish you you toured a little more in New York because never really had the chance to see you was you know besides that one time you know Jingle Ball. Yeah, well, I might I might actually go out and do some shows again, and then I'll bug you and ask you to come. But <laughs> oh, good, oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Now that the kids are grown, it's like yeah, right. Yeah, I was. I just gotta find a babysitter for my youngest, but that's fine. <laughs> he's, yeah. How old is your youngest? Oh God, he's three. So it's a little bit of an age difference. Yeah. yeah that's so amazing. Yeah. Love. But we got a built-in babysitter on my sister, my my sister, his sister, my daughter. So it's it's oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. So you know, and then Alchemy came out. I think what two years later, and right. So then, like, how? different was the production for that compared to the first one i mean you had one album under your belt so at least you, you had that but like we talked about it was a different type of album compared uh-huh. to failed yeah um well i had chad smith playing drums so um and i had uh, uh john lowry playing guitars and i mean it was a much heavier rock album yeah um and it was really fun to make really really fun um and yeah very very different yeah i mean the first time i mean song being sunny day so it's definitely a departure from veil
Yeah, we came out with Sunny Day as a single. Yeah. And then Bow Down and um yeah, so it was a heavier album. Yeah. Now like when Lilith Fair came around, like did you pursue that or they came to you? Like how how did that whole transpire? They I believe they came to me. Okay. I mean the truth is as an artist you never actually know because you have the label and the trends. Right. Yeah. My guess is um I just, you know, I was I came out at the same time all those or maybe a little bit after those women came yeah. out. And it kind of made sense. Um I was on the second stage and also um I I volunteered to do the third stage as well if they needed somebody. And right. um, and yeah, it was that was really, really an experience for me, like a yeah. very special experience. Yeah, I had Tara McLean on like two years ago, and she she was on that, and I, she absolutely like talked about her experience. But uh, was there anyone in particular that you kind of like were in awe of that you said I got to meet or even try to perform with? Well, at the time, it was Sarah. Okay. And I had met her once before, and I actually think it was at. Um, Madison Square Garden. Garden. Yeah. Um, was she there that that yeah, night? Yeah, she was there. It, it was that night. And she had to rush out, get on a plane for another show or something. Right. And I, so I literally like jogged backstage right. to find her <laughs> <laughs> and introduced myself. And I mean, she's, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah, um, she's great. Yeah. So, I mean, I was pretty excited to meet her and um, Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Um, we were both signed on Warner Chapel with through uh, the same publisher, so we I, I knew her through that. But mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just like the women were so supportive of each other. Right. And, That's great. You know, going to each other's shows and yeah, it was just a very elegant um, uh, festival. You know. Right. Yeah, because I mean, I guess now we're kind of celebrating the 25th anniversary of it. Yeah. And like, there really wasn't any like kind of fanfare. I kind of wish they kind of, well, I guess with COVID and everything, they would kind of have like a celebratory like festival run, you know, with yeah. that. I th- you know, that would have been great because there definitely is an audience for that. That's so true. Yeah. That is so true. That it would have been really nice. Was that this year? I th- Yeah, I think, right. It was 97 was the first one, right? Yeah, so, yeah, 20. Yeah. Yeah. We should do- I'll, I'll I'll call I'll call Sarah and I'll ask her. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Let's get going. We'll get you back on. We'll get everyone. And we'll, we'll do yeah. it. Yeah, because they yeah. did like what twenty fifth anniversary at Woodstock. They did that one. And they did all the other ones. So why not? Yeah, you know, retro is always good. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you happen? I mean, it's totally off subject now. Happen to see the documentary on Woodstock ninety nine? I did not. Oh, it's it's on Netflix. It's like it's really quick. It's under. It's like three episodes each, about 40, 50 minutes. Really good. It's, okay. I think it's called Train Wreck, and surely was a train wreck watching. Okay. It's like, oh my God, it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. All right. I will, I will, I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, there was a, a big break between, you know, your albums. And then uh, Avalanche came, which I absolutely love. I, it's, I, it's probably, I think, your best album. Thank you. Yeah. Now, like, you, was that, in between, like, you were just doing, like, producing and kind of working behind the scenes. So what brought you, you know, back to making another album? Um, well, so, yes, I was doing a lot behind the scenes, writing with a lot of artists, um, some TV, some film. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, I was raising my kids, and um, they would go to the studio with me. Okay. So I had like a mother's helper who would be outside. Yeah. Kids had the choice to either be in the studio with me, listening, hanging out, or they want to play and get their energy outside with her. Right. (laughs) Um, So that was like, you know, five days a week, pretty much um, in the studio. And I, yeah, we just kind of, I had a lot to write about. Um, And that is kind of, it did kind of, back to the roots of Veiled, a right. lot more perspective, um, less, you know, voyeuristic, watching other people's experiences and um, and and very healing for yeah. 
Yeah, because the Live Your Life, I mean, I first time I heard that song, it was like, it was really emotional. I'm like, that like just suits my daughter to a T. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like, I definitely have to play that for her when she gets a little bit older, because that's, that's her, you know, just deals with like self-esteem issues and, and whatnot. But I think that song is just perfect for her. If at first you don't succeed, cry and then try again. Don't lay down, don't let it be Onward, forward, pick it up Don't give in, don't give up Rise on with the sun and breathe One foot in front of the other Step by step, you Night by night, day by day, you gotta shine, you gotta find your Now, like when you release an album like that, I'm sure you did it independently. We kind of talked about going through like, you know, promotion, doing it yourself. Like, what are your expectations for that album? Okay, well, first of all, I'm horrible. At, I mean, because I don't enjoy yeah. that. Right. Um, and what I think, like, would I rather, you know, go plant a succulent or, <laughs> right. or push myself yeah. into people's faces? I'd rather go into the garden. Yeah. So that's um, that's just the truth. Um, so like social media, I'm horrible. Right. I don't try to get a thousand people. I don't yeah. try to get a blue check mark. I don't. I just right, don't. Yeah. Um, and I should, but hmm. uh, so what are my expectations? I think that I mean, like right now, I'm I'm recording again. Yeah. Uh, that project, and I I. 
I think when I'm recording and when I recorded that record, it's more like, okay, I'll be able to service this to like when a supervisor comes to me and says, we need something about love and, and yeah. your ponytails. Right. Okay. Here's a and song. Yeah. I got it. You know? Yeah. And I think I look at it like that. Like it might have, it might find opportunities in TV in film. Right. Um, and I guess it's a teeny bit selfish to the process because it's cathartic. So I'm, yeah. I'm treating right. myself in a yeah. way. Right. Uh, so, yeah. And I mean, I, I would love to go out and perform, you know, like actually tour a, a record like that again. Yeah. That'd be great. Right. But more on my timing, you know, like my energy level. Yeah. 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 So what was like... I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I wouldn't say because, I mean, I guess now it's like over two and a half years, almost close to three the pandemic. So like, how did like those two years kind of like affect you? I mean, being a homebody, I guess it really didn't affect you at all, but like, how did it affect you like emotionally and just like professionally? Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes without saying devastating for so many people. Yeah. So many levels. Um, for me personally, I had my kids in the house and my husband mm -hmm. in the house and I was right. You know, I was surrounded by the people I love. Right. And that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to, I knew that, you know, I my kids are now almost both adults. And I knew that it was precious time um, before they go to college. Yeah. And so um, I really, really took advantage of it. And, um, and I, I, I did a lot of writing, um, but I feel much more creative after the quarantine okay. than I did during. Right. So I'm not sure what I'll do with, with that, but, um, but yeah, it, it emotionally, I, I actually was, I, I actually did fine. I was, okay. the, the whole family, we really, um, just kind of leaned on each other and right. ate a lot, did puzzles. Yeah. They were on they were on um Zoom school, you know. So right. I was constantly and... Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was good. You know, we had this the similar thing because I was able to work from home for two years. So that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And just having, you know, the kids in the house and just doing things like family, like things, movie night or whatever, cooking dinner. We cooked a lot and which we normally wouldn't do. So it was it, it was nice. Yeah, we cooked a lot too. Yeah. We I don't normally uh, dive into the cooking game, but yeah. we also have a hiking trail about okay. I don't know, about a block up. So we hiked every day at least. Oh, that's great. Most usually twice a day, but oh, good. At least once a day. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. To yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we, we definitely no hiking trails, but we definitely walked a lot too. So it was good, and you know, it also brought you closer to your neighbors which you not normally would see them walking around too so you're able to kind of engage with them rather than just kind of wave as you're driving by in your car or something like that so did you get any animals during the quarantine of course got a puppy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we, yeah, we got, a, got a little doggy yeah my my wife never wanted a dog i had three growing up so we you know she finally gave in because my daughter was always afraid of dogs finally saw her cousins get one and say, like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I want one now. And she yeah, fell in love and it's great. A little, little puppy. He's adorable. And yeah. Okay. It's an Escapoo. So it's like a poodle and American Eskimo. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. What about you? I got a little, um, we got a blonde, long haired miniature dachshund. Oh, those are adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Romeo. Oh, it's good. Yeah. So I, I would definitely get another one, but that's not going to happen in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's too wild and crazy, but it's, it's fun. We have a good time with him. Yeah. Speaking of animals, um, you have a project, which it's, it's really cool. Um, significant otters. So it's in like an animated show. Um, you have a lot of heavy hitters like participating in the show and you have one writer who this, my oldest son watched half these shows, uh, Sasha Palladino with wonder pets and lose clues and team Umi Zumi. We watched all those shows growing up, you know, 
and they're all yeah. good shows. It wasn't like, oh, I got to watch the show of them. It's crap. They're all entertaining. You know, there's something like for the kids as well as the adults. So how did this whole project with the significant otters start? Um, so after Avalanche, um, I, de- I wanted to write something yeah. and I wanted to write a record um, with Kevin Fisher, my partner, my songwriting right. Um, and we just did not want to be introspective. We were just really sick of ourselves. And, um, so we said, let's do a children's record. It turned into an animated project. Right. Um, but yeah, it's called the significant otters and it's about four otters from different, um, cultures, types of families, different makeups in the family, um uh getting together and they're on a magical tour bus mm. and they tour the world doing good deeds um and also just learning how to deal with um life's ups and downs together and through different mm. eyes right experiences what their family experiences yeah. and that all applies right. um, and then they have to figure out how to make that work, you know, coming from very different backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. Like it's kind of difficult, like I guess when you're making a children's like show and music to kind of engage in both the kids and the parents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause you, the kids will like anything, but with, with adults, you, you want to keep them invested as well. I guess that's why Disney does so well in their movies and some of the TV shows that like, say, like Nickelodeon does as well. Like, Wonder Pets. I used to watch it with my son all the time, and it, it was it was it was great, you know. And like Blue Schools and, and all those other shows. So like, were you conscious in like writing these songs that you wanted to, you know, kind of cater to the parents as well as the children? We definitely remarked on that. Yes, I mean, yeah. because we both, Kevin and I, both appreciated the the projects that came out that we could listen to without right. wanting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, we we did think about that, but it, it was very easy because it's just what would we want to listen to? And, right. you know, what what I mean, we really just aim toward having fun together. Yeah. And I think that's what he and I do best is we just kind of right. like and do yeah. something, you know? Yeah. And that seems to, to to work for us. Right. Have you guys like started shopping? the project to find uh, or we have we have an agent now okay um like a, a really great agent and um i think that 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 process will begin okay. shortly right and you know reza Oslan and yeah. see they're involved um very involved um they're just so they're, they're amazing collaborators so yeah um, they come from, you know, we all come from very different worlds right. and we complement each other. Yeah. yeah. That, that's great because you get a lot of, you know, different opinions, different traits and likes. So it's good to blend it in and makes it well-rounded. So, yeah. So I, I wish you luck with it. Hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see it soon. And plus there's so many avenues now and different like streaming sites and channels. So there's definitely, you know, a spot for yeah, otters. Yeah. So you've worked with uh, Kevin a lot. Um, how did you first meet him? Okay, I met Kevin through, we were at Warner Chapel, both of us, um, publishing. And um, our publisher asked if we wanted to write together. We wrote in the studios there. And that day, we said, do you kind of, do you want to like do something permanent? It was literally after one day of writing. Yeah start a production deal or I'm um, production company or something. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we've been together now for 22 years, I think. Wow. Three years. Yeah. 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 H- had you like written with somebody prior to Kevin or is this the first time you ever collaborated with like somebody writing? Yeah. Many collaborations. Okay. Through Warner Chapel. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, how did you like realize that it clicked with him after just one day? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, again, it boils down to having fun. Okay. Um, right. Number two, like I, we can finish each other's thoughts. We can finish each other's, you know, like yeah. 
fractured sentences, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and we, we see eye to eye melodically, um, which is huge for me. Um, and yeah, we, I think aside from music, we share a lot of life experiences and that's always bonding. Yeah. And there's a, there's a deep, deep trust. So when we write, um, that really opens up worlds. Yeah. Have like either one of you experienced like writer's block where the other one kind of helped the other one kind of get out of it? I wouldn't say writer's block, but he's saved me from doing some dumb stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or you want to say that. Right. <laughs> um, you know, so we definitely will chime in for one another. Yeah. If, but yeah, I don't think either of us have ever experienced writer's block. Right. Yeah. The, now it's out of left field here. Jaden, does he write his own stuff? Like, does he collaborate with somebody else or is that just strictly him on his own? He writes his own music. And has he collaborated? He has. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's collaborated to, like, there's a supervisor here, Bonnie Greenberg. Um, she's wonderful. That's Jaden writes prolifically and alone often. Okay. Yeah. Has he come to you ever? I know, like, we talked about this before, but like, having, like, not writer's block, but kind of needing to find a way to get into a particular song or something like that, or just has, you know, has an, an issue that he needs help with. So literally never. Never. <laughs> okay. It's just the truth. Right. Like, okay. Lyrically never, melodically yeah. never. Um, it's like, you know, it's just after it's done. Yeah. 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 Right. Does, does he like, appreciate your music at all yes okay that's good at least <laughs> i have i have a lot of support from from them yeah yeah i mean i know when he was little because i sang them to sleep every okay rock them to sleep and right. sing and you know i think he has very warm thoughts about all of that and i think when i did go out which was like at you know an evening needing to go out for whatever reason um, a babysitter, an old babysitter recently told me that, you know, Jaden would put on old music and old demos. Yeah. Of, oh, that's great. Know, <laughs> that's, that was sweet to hear. Yeah. You're definitely not singing happy birthday to them while, before they go to sleep, right? <laughs> not sleep. Not that. No, no definitely not. <laughs> yeah. I always sing them every night. Um, I'm here, which is on okay. Avalanche. Yeah. Um, something from Jesus Christ Superstar. The, okay. uh, what is it? Try not to get worried. Try not to turn yeah. on to problems that have, you know. Right. Yeah. Beautiful lyric. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or you, you are my sunshine. I'm sure you did that one, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember where you were the first time you heard it's right? It's okay on the radio. Yeah. I was in my parents' living room, 91X. Uh, was playing it and, and it was the demo. And my brother, I believe, called my mom and said, tell Leah to go into the living room, turn on the radio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that was, you know, I, it's an amazing memory. Um, I also had heard myself on the radio many times because okay. I wrote commercial jingles as a younger. Okay. So like, I guess starting around, I don't know, 13, maybe huh. I was writing the jingles for local commercials okay. and then singing them. Yeah. Oh, how did you get involved with that? So as a, as a young girl, like, you know, I, I was even singing on little stages at six, seven, and right. um, let's see. I met, I believe, in the owner of um, a commercial studio where we're advertising. Um, and he heard my voice and, and possibly on TV, like a, maybe some type of show I did. And 
he then asked me if I'd be interested in singing his jingles that he okay. writes. Um, so I started that way. And my mom would take me to the studio. She'd wait in the lobby. I'd go sing the sing his commercials written by him. Right. And then one day he said, would you, you know what, I'm going to go to the restroom. Here are the, here are the, um, the notes on the company. Yeah. Write a jingle. Hmm. Kind of kidding around. Yeah. And I, and when he came back, I sang it for him, asked him if, you know, and it, it was, it, it worked. Right. It was here. So, um, yeah, so I continued. I did, I did that for a while with him. Okay. That's great. You have, you ever like release those, like have like a compilation? <laughs> Love that's to hear it. those. Yeah. I never thought about it, but yeah. yeah, that's a thought. Okay, cool. So I got that. I got the little fair returning all right so i'm i'm gonna roll here <laughs> yeah it's a good idea yeah, to find yeah. Them. And they're probably on cassettes right like what i have would be on yeah cassette tape. lee i really appreciate your time today first off check out Jaden's ep backstep it's on all the streaming sites and hopefully we'll be able to watch the significant otters somewhere soon good luck with that good luck with your new music everyone check out her music and thank you so much, Leah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and good luck to you. And a special thanks to Leah for joining me today. Like she mentioned, she doesn't have much of a social media presence. She does have a Facebook page, so you can reach out to her on there. You can check out Jaden Androni's EP on the streaming sites, Backstep. It is really good. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first and all one nine or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. You can go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Show can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music. Basically, wherever you can find a podcast. A new episode comes out whenever. For those who celebrate it, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you soon.